16. So up until this point, Jesus has done a couple of miracles. He's raised people from the dead. He has multiplied food over and over. And we've come to this place where he has now, he's refuted the Pharisees and the Sadducees. And we've spoken about that a little bit. And it comes to this place where he's walking with his disciples. And I don't think he's concerned, but he's interested. And all these people now, what do they say? What do they say? So this is where we are at. If you would open your Bible in Matthew 16 at verse 13. When Jesus came into the region of Caesarea Philippi, that means Caesarea means place where they loved horses. So all the horse lovers, this is where you would go stay in biblical times. Okay. And he asked his disciples saying, who do men say that I, the son of man, am? And Jesus is, the structure of his sentence is very, very important because he's not insecure. I'm insecure. I will come to you after service and ask, what did you think of the message? Okay. I'll do that. I've got some insecurities. Most of us have got some insecurities. Am I right? Okay. But Jesus knows exactly who he is. Listen to what he says. Who? Who do men say the Son of Man is? So what's he calling himself? He's calling himself the Son of Man. Now, that phrase means absolutely nothing to us if we don't know where it comes from and what it stands for. If you, that's Christianese. That's higher grade Christianese. Okay? Who's past higher grade Christianese? Okay, so most of us are just on lower grade. Hallelujah, praise the Lord. That's lower grade Christianese. When he says, I'm the son of man, he's talking higher grade Christianese. Because we don't know what that means. Unless we go to the origin of this. Go to the book of Daniel. Daniel verse, chapter 7 verse 13. It's on the board there, but I'll read it. And Daniel's having a vision. He says, I was watching in the night visions, and behold, one like the Son of Man, meaning one with the likeness, the face of a man, coming with clouds of heaven. So obviously, it's not just appeared in front of him in his vision. It came down from heaven. One with his face like a man. Okay? He came to the Ancient of Days, and they brought him near before him. Then to him was given. So the Father, which is the Ancient of Days, gives to the Son, the Son of Man, dominion and glory and a kingdom. Then all that all peoples, nations, languages should serve him. Capital H in my Bible. His dominion is an everlasting dominion which shall not pass away, and his kingdom, the one which shall not be destroyed. Okay. So when Jesus says, I am the Son of Man, 
He says, I want you to know that I've got dominion and I've got the kingdom and no one is going to stop it. That's what he's saying. He's saying that I am God. That's what he's saying. So when Jesus, if we go back to Matthew, says, who do they say the son of man is? It's not because he's got identity crisis, not because he's insecure. He knows exactly who he is. He is interested in what the people are saying. And the answer that comes leads us. This is so beautiful. Listen to what it says now. We're back in Matthew. We're going to verse 14. So they said, some say John the Baptist. John the Baptist baptized him. How can he be called John the Baptist? It's like confusion reigning. Why are they saying John the Baptist? Because they were scared of Herod. The people, the community, the people in the society were saying, oh, let's say just, just maybe, maybe it's John the Baptist. Just so that Herod wouldn't get angry with us and behead us too. Okay? There's a difference between respecting people and fearing people. You follow? When you fear people, you will say and do whatever they want you to do. But when you respect them, you will treat them with respect, but stand on your values. And you'll stand by who and what you are and what you believe. Okay? I hope you believe the truth. Otherwise, you're going to stand by the wrong things. Some say Elijah. Why? Because Elijah was to come to make straight the way. Others, Jeremiah, because Jeremiah was to come and they believed that he will come and show where the hidden temple treasures are. Because remember the temple that was broken down with the golden vase and the golden utensils. All of that's gone. They don't know where it is. Well, they do now, but then they didn't. Okay, so they wanted to, they thought, it must be Jeremiah. He's going to come and tell us. And one of the, or one of the prophets. So the question is, he's saying, who do the people say I am? Listen to what's happening today. Islam believes that Jesus is the penultimate prophet and messenger of God. Does it suit that line? One of the prophets? Can you see it's written there? It's exactly what Islam believes. That is the penultimate. Muhammad was the ultimate. Jesus is the penultimate. But Muhammad doesn't describe himself as the son of man. Jesus says, I'm God. I'm the son of man. To me, he's given power and dominion alone. To me alone. To no one. He doesn't share it there. That you see in that piece of text, it's not sharing it with anybody. Not everybody else is joining. So the Hindus, they say they give Jesus a place among the teachers of their, and one of their gods of their religion. So the Hindus, remember, they've got multiple gods. So they say, no, Jesus, put him in with all of those. But the dominion wasn't given to them. Power wasn't given to them. It was given to Jesus. So he can't be amongst them. He's apart from them. Yokananda. Who knows who Yokananda is? That's where yoga comes from. Okay? So just in case you're into yoga, there's nothing wrong with exercise and bends. And, but if you do it under the, the, the auspices of yoga, you, you're tapping religiously. Okay? Yoga says Christ can never be taught. I can't teach from the Word of God. I can't, we can't say this is the Word of God. We can't say this is the Bible. And the Bible can never teach you who Christ is. You must experience Him in everyday life and what you do. And, and He can only be revealed to you in deep meditation. Yeah. 
Jesus never wants us to blank our minds. I want you to know that when Jesus says in Psalm 1, meditate on the law of the Lord, he's not saying sitting there, empty my mind, because your mind is not created to be emptied. The moment it gets emptied, something will enter. He says, meditate on my law. Meditate on my word. Meditate on what I'm trying to tell you. Something I'll share with you just now. Okay. Hare Krishna. Jesus is an exemplary Hare Krishna devotee. Jesus was a guru. Who do they say I am? Jesus is asking the question today. Who do they say I am? Well, this is what the Hindus say. Hare Krishna said, the Mormon. Mormons say, uh, um, yes, but you're not God. You're not God. The Mormons don't believe he's God. All right. The Scientologists say Jesus is inconsistent and most unfavorable. And latter writings of the Scientology says Jesus and the crucifix are fictitious. Who do they say I am? You know, the biggest, some of the biggest churches in our country right now, with their biggest, most prolific speakers, say that Jesus is a metaphor. He never came. And his cross is just, it never got crucified. Who do they say I am? The same words that was uttered in the society and community then is being said now. Anyone that says that Jesus didn't come in the flesh is the Antichrist. The Bible is clear about it. They are Antichrist. They're saying, no, there's no Jesus. That means they are anti-him. If they say that he didn't die on a cross, they are Antichrist. If they say that he didn't rise from the dead, they are Antichrist. If they say he wasn't born of a virgin, they are Antichrist because they take away his divinity. That is just a mere man. Yet Daniel... Hundreds and hundreds of years before this piece in text sees this vision. I want you to see the culmination of what's happening in this piece of text. Of who the people say I am. Daniel's vision. Jesus quoting that saying I am God. To me has given that. And what is about to be revealed. The culmination. Because it all points to the truth. It points to there is a God outside of our thinking, outside of people's opinion. It's beyond just coincidence. Listen to what he says. And then Peter, we are in verse 15. But he said to them, but who do you say I am? And when Jesus uses the words, I am, you need to hear Moses' speech to the burning bush. Remember the burning bush? Moses was cold, so the Lord made him a nice fire. He didn't bry there. Okay. He said, I am sent you. So whenever Jesus says that, uses it in a sentence, or leaves it at the end of the sentence, or use that as his reference, I am. Who do they say? I am. You need to see God speaking from that burning bush. Tell them, I am sent you. I am sent you. 
That's why he's playing around those words the whole time. This is one of the reasons why they also crucified, because he said, I am. And they hear Moses. They see that. It's like, but you can't be I am. That's blasphemy. Simon Peter answered and said, you are the Christ, the son of the living God. Now that's a powerful statement right there. That is, there's no ambiguity there. Maybe, if, but, maybe. I like, I like to know exactly what people mean when they speak. Who likes that? Who, or let me rephrase it. Who likes it when you're wondering what people are saying to you? When they're mincing their words and you're like, what did, you, what did they say? You know, Rustin can see through that stuff. Me, I'm like, Phew. you know, many a time he'll tell me, you know that they just said that I'd like you? Really? Did they say that now? Or, and he's right every time. You know, we go out and I'd minister to the waitress and he'll just say to me, that waitress is not coming back. I said, but why? I will not see her again. She would nowhere. <laughs> nowhere. She wouldn't even be hiding behind a pillar. She's just vanished off the like she didn't exist. No. Um oh, he says, No, they just batted you. They bat me. I didn't get that. I really I don't get it. It's like they batted you. Rechter. Okay. So when I catch that they bat me, they just yah yah. I say, don't yah yah me. You know? <laughs> I'm serious now. You can't just yaya a person. Because yaya is straight into hell. Yeah, oh, I believe, I believe, I believe. Demons believe too. And they ain't going to heaven. Are you following? Believing is not enough. There's something else. Look at this. Look at this. Jesus answered and said to him, Blessed are you, Simon Bar Jonah. That means son of Jonah. We're not talking Jonah and the whale. It's another Jonah. Okay, don't get confused. Jonah and the whale was hundreds of years ago. For flesh and blood has not revealed this to you. You see, I can stand up here and preach my heart out. I can fast for you. I can pray for you. I cannot give you the revelation of who Jesus is. I cannot. I don't have that power. If I did, I promise you I'd be running around. Club Amal Opikop. He says, he says, he says. But it's not my work, it's not my job, it's not my power. But my Father who is in heaven. You see, seeing who Christ is, is the revelationary work of Father in heaven. And he wants all men to see. How can I say that? Well, it's the will of God that all men be saved. How, would, how do you get saved? By, leaving the Jesus, by, by, by believing that Jesus is Lord. Romans 10 verse 8, 9 and 10. With John 3, 16. For whoever believes in him. John 1, 12. If you receive him. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Daniel 7 verse 13 and 14. That Jesus is Lord. That's how you get saved. You don't get saved by the confession of your sin. Okay. You don't get saved by that. You can go sit in a little room and speak to somebody and tell them all about your sins. It ain't mean you're going to heaven. Confession of sin cleanses you. It cleanses your conscience. It cleanses your spirit. 
but it does not save you. The confession of Christ as Lord saves you. Okay, so, and also, I say to you, you are Peter, and on this rock, I will build my church. On what rock? No, not on Peter. Peter's dead. God can't build on Peter. Because Peter's going to die. Do you understand that? God builds on the revelation that Jesus is Lord. He builds His church. So when you get saved and you see Christ for who He is, not the prophet, not Jeremiah, not a good teacher, not a good guru, but as Lord of all. When you have that revelation, not cognitively, in your spirit man, in your inside. That's, that, how do you think those people can withstand being tortured and martyred and not deny Christ? Because it was an intellectual exercise. You know, the 11 of the disciples died gruesome deaths. One of them was flayed alive. They pulled his skin off his body with a knife like he would, while he was alive. One was thrown in a pot, boiled. Deny Christ and we stop. If it's an intellectual exercise, you and I run. We'll ask, ask, ask Peter. Before the crow, rooster crows three times, you'll deny me three times. You see, he had a revelation, but he didn't have power. You see, because it's not just yeah, it is yeah. It's something that happens in your heart of hearts. You see, it doesn't matter what time of the day it is, where you stay, what you're busy with. If you are married, you can never deny the fact that you are not that you're married. Am I right? I mean, I can torture you all I want. It's not going to change the fact that you are married. The same, when you become Christ's, when you really become His and your life is surrendered, He becomes Lord and you have the revelation, you can never, ever, 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 ever deny Him. It's interesting, in the Second World War in Siberia, you all know Siberia, very, very, very cold. They had 20-odd Christians they were torturing. Their torture was to stand naked out in that ice, ice cold with a hot bath in front of them. Deny Christ, and you can get in the hot bath. After, I can't remember exactly, but let's say an hour, one person decided, I can't take it anymore. And they got in the bath. The minute they did, one of the soldiers that put his gun down, got and dressed and took his place. And he said, if 19 of these people will stand here and suffer like this, then this Jesus must be Lord. He must be. And he took his place. The revelation of who God is. And we all sometimes just need a sign. We need somewhere for the Father to come and show us that this is the true God. This is what we're looking for. This is where we need to aim. This is where I've got to surrender. This needs to be the passion and the love of my life. Jesus. This is Him. I'm safe with Him. And also He said to, and I say to you, Peter, 
on this rock I will build my church. When you have the revelation, you will start spreading the gospel. The converse is true. What is the converse? If you don't have the revelation, you won't spread the gospel. But Jesus is saying in the positive here, because he's a good communicator and he does not condemn. Okay? He says, when you have this revelation, you will spread the gospel. On this revelation, I'll build my church. That I am the Son of God. That I am who I say I am. And the gates of Hades, the gates of hell, where the departed souls go that are lost, shall not prevail against it. I want to tell you now, there are no ghosts on the earth. Okay? No human spirit is walking on the earth. No dead human spirit is walking around on the earth. It is a demon. But he looks like my uncle or my grandfather. It's a demon. It's called familiar spirit. Okay? You can't tap into that. You can't link into that because it will open doors that the enemy will have a field day in your life. All right? If you have, just repent. Lord, I'm sorry. I'll never go down that avenue again. And Father, remove that familiar spirit from my family. You know these guru guys, the guys that go on TV and they say, let's just talk, yeah, 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 send something there. And then they start telling you what your great uncle, uncle, great Tani, who died said, oh, I see your red bicycle with the swing and all of that. And you're like, yes, it's true, it's true. It's a familiar spirit. It's a familiar spirit, that's all. Studied your family. All right. You see, not even the gates of Hades shall prevail against it. The plans that are formed against you, they will not prosper. If you don't have the revelation, guess what? The converse is true. Then plans will prosper. There's a benefit in worshipping the God of the universe, in worshipping Jesus, the Son of Man. There's a benefit in that. I need to rush myself because this is not what I want to talk about. I've got something else to talk about. Okay, we just got to get through this text here. Okay. And the gates of Hades shall not be built. And I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. And whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. Um, so what he's saying is there are keys that I'll give to you. I'll give you authority to bind and loose. Okay, I'll give you that authority when you have the revelation. If you don't have the revelation, you can bind and loose all you want to. Guess what's going to happen? Nothing. Nothing going to happen. You have to understand. Have the revelation of who he is. And then comes a very, very interesting piece of text. Then he commanded his disciples that they should tell no one that he was Jesus Christ. But that's not what we understand. Why is he telling them that? Number one, people need to have a revelation. And two, Kairos timing. Jesus' timing is perfect. Amen. Is perfect. Lazarus was dead three days. Jesus' timing is perfect. Perfect. Always perfect. Go catch a fish. You'll find that fish. Inside of its fish, there will be a coin. His timing is perfect. It wasn't magic. Not David Copperfield. You see, three things I want to show you this morning. That What happens when we get the revelation of who Jesus Christ is. Number one, the kingdom of God or the church will be built on me. 
I will start spreading the gospel. Number two, I'll get authority. I'll get the keys. Number three, I need you to take you to someone also in the Bible that didn't know who Christ was and then got a revelation of who Christ was. Book of John. John 1. We're going to go to a couple of verses in there. And I want to show you this. This is so good. Verse 25. So John is baptizing people. The Pharisees sent out their, their pawns, their minions to go and ask him, what's going on here? Because Jerusalem came out to be baptized. Jerusalem is the, 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 at the same population as the whole of the South Coast. 150,000 people. It lined up in a desert to be get baptized. I just, I would love to be been there. The whole of, we're having a baptism service. And the whole of the South Coast comes to the beach. I see that. It's like, yeah, I would love to see that happen. This is what happened in John the Baptist's life. And they said, and they asked him and said to him, why then do you baptize? If you are not the Christ, you're not Elijah, you're not a prophet, nothing. Why then baptize you if you are not the Christ, neither Elijah, neither the prophet? Okay? And John answered him saying, I baptize in water. In the midst of you stands one whom you don't know. So he's saying, there's one yeah that they don't know. They don't know him. Does it sound familiar? Who do they say I am? They don't know who he is. And he that comes after me, the latch of whose shoe I'm not worthy to unloose, what's he saying? He's far superior to me. I baptize in water. He that comes, that's amongst you, is far superior. These things were done in Bethel beyond the Jordan where John was baptizing. And the next morning, he sees Jesus coming to him and says, Behold, the Lamb of God that takes away the sin of the world. How does he know it's the Lamb of God? How does he know? Now watch, watch, watch. This is he of whom I said, after me comes a man who is before me. Why is he saying that? Because Jesus existed long ago. Okay. For this cause I came baptizing I knew him not. This is him who cometh before he was before me. Okay, I knew him not. What is John saying? I don't know who it is. That's among us. I don't know him. But that there, that's the Christ. I didn't know it was him, but I'm seeing him now. Okay, but that he should be made manifest to Israel. For this cause I came baptizing in the water. God wanted to reveal Jesus to the people. And he's going to use a man to do that. And that man is John the Baptist. Okay, and John bore witness saying, I have behold the spirit descending. He has the revelation. Can you see it? I have behold the Spirit descending, the Holy Spirit descending as a dove out of heaven, and it stayed on him. You see, up until that time, the Spirit of God came on people and left, came on people and left. Samson, the Spirit of God would come upon him. He would become very strong and leave. 
Um, that's why it says Samuel, the, uh, Saul the king, was prophesying with the prophets because the Spirit of God came upon him and he started prophesying. It didn't remain on people. Why? Because the veil wasn't torn. So, yeah, Jesus, this is another indication that he is divine. He is perfect He's, because the Holy Spirit can only remain on holiness, on righteousness, without that vessel dying, basically. Okay, I have beheld, I have beheld the Spirit descending as a dove out of heaven, and it abode on upon him. Donkey, and I knew him not. Again, John is saying, I don't know him. Okay, but he that said to me, now listen to him. Who's John the Baptist? Toke is a hobo. He's a ho John the Baptist was a hobo. Did you know that? He ate locusts and wild honey, lived in the desert, and wore camel's hair. Okay? He stank. He's out there in the wilderness. Some people deem him cuckoos. Because when you see a guy like that, what would you think? Oh, that's normal. <laughs> No, I want to be like that guy, uh, eating wild honey and locusts, <laughs> sitting down, have some locusts with me. Uh, we have a locust barbecue going. Uh, uh, a locust poiki for you, or do you like it in a stew? <laughs> uh, a bit of wild honey. Hmm? There might be a bit of beast left in it, you know. That is a nice piece of honey. Dust on your lip. Okay, but he says, I don't know him. And all the people went out to this madman. To this, everybody went to him. They didn't understand how come. Can you see the Spirit of God just drawing people? Just drawing people. Doesn't make sense to go to him. It makes far more sense to go to the polished guy, the guy with a nice robe that speaks the nice language and, you know, he deals nicely with you in this oh so diplomatic that fits the mold. It's far better to go sit and listen to him. He speaks eloquently, and you know, his language is just so divine that no one understands what he says because he's in his cognitive mind presenting hypotheses that we don't understand. Rather than a guy from like, get baptized, he's coming. And I knew him not, but he, and he, now this is John the Baptist talking. He says, he that said me to baptize in water. So John is like, so maybe it's one of the voices in his head. Maybe, he wasn't schizophrenic, okay. Okay. Some people could think he was schizophrenic, but he said, he that said to me to baptize in water said the following. Upon whomever you shall see the Spirit ascending, here's your revelation, John. When you see the Spirit descend and stay. When you see that, your heart needs to realize that is God. That's the Messiah. That's the one you follow. That's the one you listen to. And he's going to do something for you. He says, upon whomever you shall see the Spirit descend, abiding upon him, the same is he that baptizes in the Holy Spirit. So he's speaking to John, and he's speaking to the people, and he's speaking to us. It's a culmination of things coming together. He says, when you see that, when you get the revelation of who Jesus is, number one, on that revelation, Jesus can now use you to spread the gospel, to build his church. 
because he builds on Christ, the foundation, also called the cornerstone over which people stumble. They stumble, oh, is this the Christ? Or they stumble, that can't be God. They stumble over him. They reject because it's the stone that was rejected as well. His own people didn't receive him. He didn't just come to, to his own creation and his own nation, but to his own family. And they said to him, please come home. You're embarrassing us. And the tribe said, but aren't you the bastard son of Joseph and Mary, taking away his divinity? You're just another man. You see, when, that's the one. The second thing is you get authority, power. To bind and loosen, to stand, so that the, the plans against you will not be. They'll come, they'll stand up, they'll come point their fingers in your face. They'll get their hands on your body, on your finances, on your marriage, on your relationship, and your children. But they will not prevail because of the beginning. And the third thing that it does is he baptizes with the Holy Spirit. Jesus baptizes with the Holy Spirit. We can go to the waters now. We're going to go baptized. Who's getting baptized today? A couple of people are getting baptized. Fantastic. I'm so excited. But Jesus baptizes the Holy Spirit. Now, in our Western mind, that's weird. That's why people struggle to get baptized with the Holy Spirit. Because they want to be in control. The first thing you must understand, that he's not going to take your lips and your tongue over and go, like an alien movie. Okay, That's not what's going to happen. His spirit comes upon you and the reaction of your body is to speak. When you have a revelation of who he is, that he is not just a prophet, a good teacher or a guru. He is the King of kings and the Lord of lords. And it's he that baptizes with the Holy Spirit, not man. No man can do that. It's the Son. Father gave the Son. The Son gives the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit gives the gifts and the fruit. And it didn't stop. How can I say it didn't stop? Well, let me tell you a story how I got baptized with the Holy Spirit. Remember now, I didn't grow up in church. Okay, you guys are privileged. You're growing up. In, I didn't grow up in church. I took the collection money my granny gave me and went to play pool and buy loose cigarettes. And then I guess where the neighborhood's kids went? I went to play pool. <laughs> I got them out that church because church was boring, man. You fall asleep there. I said, "Um, up there, you got. You're not even allowed to look around. Never mind, blink." You fall asleep. My word, no child can stay awake then. Even the adults were snoring, you know. And how do I know? Because you see me turning my clicker. So I got saved. And my mom, one of my mentors, Dwayne, gave me a book, the handbook on prayer. I read this book. And that was the Thursday night. And the Saturday night, they had a small little TV room, probably as broad as the stage, the length of the stage. And the TV was there. And I went 
about 10 o'clock at night, I close the door to the TV room because I'm shy. Who's shy? Who's really, really shy? I'm like really, really shy. And I'm in this room. It's the furthest from anyone in the house. It's 10 o'clock at night on a Saturday night. Everybody is sleeping. And I'm going to pray. And I remember my first prayer. It sounded like this. Jesus, dude, I don't know who you are. <laughs> but, I'll, I, you know, something happened on Thursday night, and I'm different. And we need to talk. And then I prayed for a bit, and the next thing, strange words just came out of my mouth. I had such a scruck. I ran to my bed. <laughs> I'm lying on my bed. I'm like... Yeah, suck. I suck. I can't even pray for 20 minutes. And I look at the and two hours had passed. What felt like less than 20 minutes was two hours, and the Holy Spirit came. Now I want you to understand, there's nothing special about me. I come from Randfontein. And I promise you, I stayed really, 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 really. Yes, the track three houses down, the railway track. I stayed there, the wrong side of the track. I'm the guy that stayed there, next to the bridge, in the alley. That's where I stayed, that's where I grew up. The wrong side of life, the wrong side, nothing special. Carrot top, my bro, carrot top. Proper. Proper. I had a standard one teacher, she said she always wanted a redhead in her, in her class. In her first year of giving school, she gets me. She says, you've ruined my dream. <laughs> You're terrible. <laughs> Nothing special. But when the Father reveals to you who Jesus is, his spirit will come upon you and it will change you and you'll come out of that room no more shy. No more shy. And God can build on you. And you won't care what people think or feel. You'll tell them, if you don't believe in Jesus, you will go to hell. And God doesn't want you to go to hell. He loves you. That's why he had his son murdered. Said, so if you would receive him, he wants to give you the revelation. Your life will transform. You cannot believe in Christ and be the same walking out that door. Then you don't believe. Then you do not have the revelation. It's an intellectual exercise. But when you have Christ, when you understand who he is, you walk out that door and all hell is loose. Because it can't stand against you anymore. It can't prevail against you anymore. The plans that it's formed is going to start breaking because you're going to start speaking against it. You're going to be not just baptized, baptized with the Holy Spirit. And you're going to speak in a tongue that not even the devil can understand. Now, only heaven understands. See, that's what Jesus wants to do for you and I. The question is, do you want it? Do you want it? Are you going to be Simon or you're going to be the people. You decide. You have to decide. Why don't you stand with me? And I'm only going to pray. And we're going to, I'm going to invite you to come to the front if you want prayer.
And if your legs get tired, you can sit, whatever. If you want to leave, whatever. I want you to just remain in a place of worship. Who of you agrees with me that the presence of God is right here? Okay. So can you act on that? Can you act on that? Can you act on the presence of God? Will you act on it? Or will you stay behind your chair and say, no, I'm too worried about what people say. Or do you want the heaven's revelation? Father, we thank you for your presence. Ministry team can come to the front. Father, we thank you for your presence, Lord. Thank you, thank you, Holy Spirit, that you are here. Thank you that you are with us. And as we stand here, and I want you to just open your hands and receive, Lord, we need a revelation of who you are. And I, Ak Volko, me, I can't give it to people, Lord. It's only you that give the revelation of who Jesus is. That he is the son of man. Upon him is the authority and the dominion and the glory and the power forever and ever. And his kingdom will not be shaken. It will not break. If you have, if maybe you're standing here, maybe it's the first time in your life you really experience that Jesus is Lord, that He is the God of the universe. I want you to pray with me. And we're going to pray with you so we're not going to be alone. We do this as a congregation. Dear Lord Jesus, it is I. You know me. And today, I see with the eyes of my heart, Jesus, that you're not a prophet, that you're not a good man, that you're not a guru, but that you are the Son of the living God, the Messiah that was to come. I believe with my whole being that you were born of a virgin. You died on a cross, innocent, for my sins. And you rose again to life. And you are Lord. I receive you as my Lord, my Savior, my Redeemer. Thank you for writing my name in your book of life. And from today on, I am known as a child of God. Just keep your eyes closed. If you've prayed that for the first time today or something similar, like along that line for the first time, would you just look at me? Just make eye contact with me if you've never prayed that. You did it today for the first time. And you feel something happening in your spirit. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Now that you have the revelation of who Jesus is, do you want the Holy Spirit? Do you want to be baptized with the Holy Spirit? Come to the front. We want to pray with you. Just come to the front. If you want to be baptized with the Holy Spirit, come stand in front of these people. They're going to pray with you. easy the prayer is easy father baptize them in the name of in the jesus in the in the holy spirit in the name of jesus that's all you have to pray 
You don't have to pray more than that. Father, thank you, Jesus. Thank you for your presence, Lord. Thank you for your presence, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. And then you speak. And then you speak. And then you speak. Father, thank you. Baptize him in the, in the Holy Spirit in the name of Jesus. Now speak. 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 Baptize her in the, na- in the Holy Spirit, Lord, in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. Speak. Father, baptize her in the, in the Holy Spirit. We pray in Jesus' name. Speak. 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 He hears our prayers. He hears our Baptize her, Lord. Let's just pray there. Thank you. Just speak, 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 speak. Once she's prayed for, speak. Once you've been prayed for, just speak. Start speaking. Start receiving. Start acting because the Holy Spirit is here. You have to conduct yourself like that. He is here and He baptizes with the Holy Spirit. He baptizes with the Holy Spirit. Upon whom you see the Spirit ascend, it is He who baptizes with the Holy Spirit. Thank you, Father, that you are baptizing right now in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Baptize her, Father, in the Holy Spirit, in the name of Jesus. Now speak. Father, baptize. Open your hands. Open your hands. Father, thank you that you're baptizing right now in the name of Jesus. Baptize in the Holy Spirit. Fill him with your love. Fill him with your spirit, Lord. In Jesus' name, just speak. Just speak. Just open your mouth and speak. Just open your mouth and speak. Just open your mouth and speak. Father, we thank you so much for him, my Lord. Come. Baptize her now, Lord, in the Holy Spirit. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for your spirit upon her right now. Now speak. Just speak. Just start speaking to him. Just start speaking. Just open your mouth. You must speak. Just speak to him. Just speak what you're experiencing. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for Jesus. Thank you for your spirit, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. We worship you, Lord. Just speak. Just speak. Just speak. You are so safe with him. You are so safe with him. You are so safe in his hands. Speak. Just speak now. In Jesus' name. Oh, in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for your spirit upon us. Thank you, Jesus. Just say, Hallelujah, Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Just speak, Emma. Just speak. Say anything. Just start speaking. You just start speaking. Lord, thank you for your security, Lord. Thank you for your affection, Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Now, in the name of Jesus, just speak. Just speak. Your power upon her, Lord. Your power upon her, Lord. That's it, Lord. That's it. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for your touch upon this child, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for your touch. Thank you, Jesus. We worship. We worship you, Lord. We worship you. Yes, it is Thank you, 
Thank you, Jesus. Just touch us, man. Fill him with your spirit. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Fill him with your spirit, Lord. Fill him, baptize him now. Let him speak. Let him speak. Just speak. You need to just speak. All you need is just start saying, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. I receive. That's all you need to say. Thank you, Jesus. Father, we exalt you. We exalt you. We exalt you. We exalt you. We exalt you for your presence. We thank you for your love. We worship you. We worship you. You haven't been prayed for and you still want to be prayed for. Just move forward. The people just know that you still want to be prayed for. Father, we worship you. We exalt you, Jesus. Thank you for your majesty. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you that you are transforming lives right now. That you're changing people right now. That you're filling them right now with your presence and with your power and with your glory, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for open hearts. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. We worship you, Lord. We exalt you. It's you that baptize, Lord. It's you that heal. It's you that delivers. you that provide. It's you that set free. Jesus, we worship you. We act on you, Lord. We respond to your love, Father. We're responding to your love. We're responding to your love, Lord. We are responding to who you are. In Jesus' mighty name. In Jesus' mighty name. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. If you've been prayed for, fantastic. I want you to stand where you are. Don't go away. Just stand. We're going to minister to people, but I'm going to close the service. And I want you to be, if we, when we leave, you can leave quietly. I'm going to play still some music. Father, we thank you for your presence this morning. Holy Spirit. We give you all the honor and all the glory. I come and bless your children. I bless them, Lord, with the love of our Lord God. Bless them with the grace and the mercy of Jesus Christ. And I bless them with the fellowship of the Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name. Amen. If you are leaving, please leave quietly, please. Thank you. Keep the music on. And we're going to keep on. If you need to chat to somebody, you can talk outside. Just be quiet.